ladies, gentlemen, whoever you are, I know many of you guys have experienced this before. Have you ever had strong feelings for somebody and they didn't reciprocate those feelings back towards you? Uh, otherwise known as the friend zone. Um, me being the person that I am, I unfortunately have been and have done this to other people because I don't want to toot my own horn or anything like that. Like, let, let's get one thing straight here is my personality, the way that it is, I'm very endearing towards people. So I can see how, uh, sometimes people might misconstrue that or people might interpret it in a different way. And oftentimes I have to be the one that straight up says, no, I don't like you like that. And this is kind of my way of saying it is if I like you, you will know, like, I will tell you, listen to me. I like you as more than a friend. Okay. So um that's just to clear that up a little bit but today's story is yes about the friend zone and it'll be about two situations so it'll be about one where i was friend zoned and another one where i was the friend zoner so please enjoy 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 all right so this is in high school and this was one of the last times i took a math class it was in grade 10 and because grade 11 I took a, a remedial math course so I don't really count that because like it was explained to me in the most basic way possible like literally our books were open test and it didn't really challenge me all that much but then to go a step further it definitely challenged me way too much so there wasn't really like a middle ground for where I could really learn math properly and besides I think here's what happened is when God spoke to my parents or blessed my parents with children this is what he said he said okay uh, the older one, I'm going to let her be good at math. The uh, second oldest one, I'm going to let him be good at science. And then the last one, I'm going to just let her go be good at gym, at gym class. And that's, that's literally, I feel like that's the conversation that God had to himself or to my parents when all three of us were born. Because that's just, yeah, I was never good at math for as long as I can remember. But anyways, this happened in grade 10 math class. I, because I was so bad at math, uh, and my teacher, she was super sweet. She was like this really sweet Asian lady, but she was super disciplined. So she had like one method of really like teaching and she wasn't really open to, I guess, like explaining things in a different way. And that's not because she was mean or anything. It's just that she didn't really know how to um, kind of like move in the direction that another student would want to learn in. So as a result, I was doing terribly in that class, but I had a really good friend of mine in that class and let's name him Santiago. I keep coming up with Spanish names. I don't know why. Like, I can't just come up with a white name because that's just, that just doesn't make sense to me. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, so Santiago was a really good friend of mine. He was in my friend group and we'd known each other for years. And actually, I'm still pretty tight with him now. Uh, we reconnect with each other once a year and catch up on our lives and, and see how the other person's doing. But at this time, Santiago and I were like really good friends and and we sat beside each other in math class. And you know something? I always tell this about people whenever I have to explain who Santiago is. Um, he's the type of person that just everybody has nice things to say about. You know, like in high school, he was like the guy that like nobody could say any bad thing about him because he was just friends with everybody and just like a very genuine, kind person. And um, as a result, I very much admired that. Like, I really liked the fact that his personality was just very, like, friendly towards everybody. And he was super nice and all that stuff. And as a result, I, being bad at math, him, being good at math, 
I kept asking him for help. I was like, Santiago, can you please help me with this question? Blah, 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 blah. And, you know, trying to get my little flirt on, whatever, whatever. Okay. At that point, yes, I did have a crush on him. And I don't think he knew it yet because he was just kind of being like a really nice friend to me. And, you know, that's what friends do. They help each other out and whatnot. So uh, I guess he kind of didn't clue in that I had developed like a massive crush on him. This wasn't until afterwards when rumors started swirling a little bit within our friend group because it's high school. Everybody talks. So at that point, I remember there was another girl in our class that actually really liked him, too. And she found out about it and she got really upset and she told and her and I were friends too. So she told me, she was like, yo, like I kind of like him, blah, 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 and everything. Like, you know, basically back off, he's mine. Okay. <laughs> so I tried to get it out of my head. I was like, yo, like I can't like Santiago like that. We've been friends for so long. Like, you know, but I was very much tied up in this world, especially in high school. I was very much tied up in this world. If like anybody were to give me like the slightest bit of attention, I would grab onto that and hold tight to it as hard as I could. So it was the same thing with Santiago. Whenever he would give me attention like that, like I very much held tight to it. So anyways, uh, eventually Santiago did end up finding out that he liked or that that I liked him as more than a friend. And so we had like this very weird conversation about about us and like how how I was feeling and how he was feeling again there's not a bad thing I could say about this kid because he's just such a kind person but I remember saying to him I was like so like yeah like I kind of like you as more than a friend and he like just laughed and was like Sarah come on like you know you and I are friends like you know it, it would never like nothing could ever come to that point like and at the time like I laugh about this now but at the time I was just so devastated because like obviously like in your grade 10 like what I was like 15 years old like in my mind I was like oh me and Santiago would be so perfect together because he's nice and I'm nice and like it would be so nice together you know like <laughs> so obviously when he had told me that he friend zoned me and said like no like you and I are just really good friends and honestly honest to god I'm so happy that it stayed that way because him and I have been friends ever since and I've never looked back but at that time, I was just really upset because I was like, oh, like, we're just going to be friends. Like, I'm going to see him with other girls and he's going to pay attention to other girls other than me, blah, 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 blah. And, uh, and yeah, and so then eventually I kind of just distanced myself a little bit because I was like, okay, like, I don't want to catch any more feelings than I already do. And at that point is when I started to realize, like, hey, wait a minute, I would rather have this person as a friend than to not have them at all you know what I mean like I'd rather have him around as somebody that I can confide in and just be really good friends with and all that and and, and that was just that so that's one way of handling being friends with somebody and I know it's very difficult because there are different levels to when you feel affection towards somebody or when you feel some type of way like there's very different levels and how good you can handle certain things but this is just a story that I have all the time because again Santiago and I are still friends to this day um and I keep up with him he he keeps up with me and and it's good and you know something if it had gone further than that who knows if we'd still be friends right <laughs> I just laugh because like it could it could never get to that point now because we're just like we're just two really 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 good friends actually he's one of like the only friends that I've had since I moved to this city um when I was in grade four him and I have been friends ever since then. So again, like that long withstanding friendship never might have never lasted if things had gone further than what they actually were. 
Furthermore, I will extend this story a little bit. And we always laugh about this story and it's 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 a turn of events because okay, so I liked Santiago in grade 10, okay? And it wasn't until afterwards, like I want to say like in grade, yeah, around that time actually when I when he had first friend zoned me is when he told me, you know, in our grade 4 class, in our grade 4 class, I had the hugest crush on you, but you wouldn't pay a wink of attention to me. Because I guess you weren't into boys at that time or you didn't really like you you didn't really pay attention to things like that. And I can confirm me from grades four to grades seven, eight ish, I didn't pay attention to boys all that much. Like I was just I was in my own little world. I didn't really care about it. Like I was like, oh crush, like I don't know what that is. Ew, liking boys, like no thanks. You know, like I just I had no idea. The whole time, like and when he had told me that, I was like, What the heck are you talking about? And he's like, honestly, that's why you were the only girl at my grade four birthday party. <laughs> and I was like, holy crap, I didn't even realize that. Like, I really was the only chick at your grade four birthday party. Wow. Like, the pieces all kind of just like put were put together and everything. And it's just hilarious because then we came full circle. And then I ended up liking Santiago in grade 10. But then we both realized, no, 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 we're just better off as friends type of deal. So, like, you know, it's 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 weird how life comes at you in, in, in mysterious ways. So, my friends, this is the moment that you've all been waiting for. is the story about my friend Tommy that if you don't know, listen to the first episode and then you will understand who I'm talking about. But to give like a little bit of a recap, Tommy was my really, really, really good friend all throughout high school. And we stopped being friends after high school had ended because, well, as you guys can probably tell, this episode is about friend zones and all of that good stuff. <laughs> we stopped being friends because, uh, unfortunately... I mean, I, I say unfortunately because we were such good friends and I thought that it was going to stay that way forever. Um, and I had this illusion in my mind that nothing was going on and I was very naive to the fact even though everybody kept saying it and, and even my parents knew and even my sister and my brother-in-law knew. Like everybody knew except for me that Tommy had feelings for me. And I'll start it off from from where I can and there's there's certain details that I'm going to keep out of this just for the sake of you know keeping all of this you know personal to me but I kind of want to just go over this story for anybody that's dealing with something like this right now so like I had explained to you guys Tommy and I were best friends from grade six and then we kind of like lost touch in grade seven and eight and then we became friends again in grade nine all the way up until grade 12. the important things that you do need to know is that he was no longer at our school uh, in grade 11 and 12 or at the end of grade 11 and 12 he got kicked out of our school and I'm not really going to explain the details on that but that's all you really need to know anyways but uh yeah so because of that he was no longer going to my school but he lived close by to our high school so I would still see him after school anyways and yeah so we would still we were still pretty tight and we would talk all the time and message each other on Twitter and Facebook and all that stuff because that was like at the point when like everything was starting to become really huge in social media so we would message each other there and everybody still just knew that Tommy and I were the best of friends and then after graduation is when things kind of started changing a little bit because uh, as I mentioned in my last episode 
I was having a hard time figuring out what the heck I was going to do with my life in terms of the major that I was in at my university. I was taking psychology at the time and I had no idea what the heck I was going to do with that because I was doing so poorly in the program. And Tommy actually had said to me, you know, um, what are you going to do? And he kind of gave me that push a little bit to start thinking about other alternatives or other things that I could potentially do instead of psychology. So again, helping me out there in, in, in many aspects other than, you know, my self-confidence and everything. And so I was starting to think about that, but I was really stressed out. and A lot of my mental health was just not very good at the time. Granted, I often, you know, felt that Tommy was that one area in my life that like was very consistent and supportive uh, up until you know it got to a point where he started becoming really distant and we didn't really message each other all that much and, and you know people here's the thing is that you need to differentiate the difference between people just drifting apart peacefully and then people just not wanting to associate themselves with you so you know there's people in my life that I, I've just drifted from just because we are into different things and you know life goes in different directions and everything and that doesn't mean that I feel any ill will towards them it's just you grow up and you you find things that you like and then the other person finds other things that they like and, and they just don't coincide with one, one another and that's perfectly fine but Tommy and I started to drift in the sense where I could feel that he was pulling back for a reason that I couldn't understand and so this was the this was one of the last times that I had seen him uh which was we uh, we met up at his house or we were sitting on the porch of his house and the reason why I came to his house I don't want to disclose that either because it's a really personal reason but all you really need to know is that I really desperately needed somebody at that time and he was the one person that I knew I could count on so we were sitting on his porch and we were talking and I, at first I thought it was like yes like it's just like old times like you know like I, it feels so great to see him and to, to hang out again and everything like that especially now that our lives are so busy because his life was taking off career wise um, he was starting his own business and he was really starting to gain like a clientele for the field that he was working in so I was really happy for him and whatnot so uh, because our schedules were so busy like we never really found time to actually hang out in person but then eventually we did and that's when we started talking about how our lives are going and everything like that and I didn't realize it but this was the point where um, you know Tommy had helped me figure out what was going or what direction my life was going to go in because I really wanted to quit university and he said no you should stick with it you know I know you're going to do amazing things in your life and 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 you just gotta you just gotta know what you're looking for and he gave me such incredible advice and, and I'll forever hold that to my heart uh, for the rest of my life but he uh that was kind of his way of saying goodbye honestly I didn't realize it then but I realize it now like him kind of giving me that guidance and saying like you are going to do amazing things in life it kind of alluded to the fact that like he wasn't going to be there to see those things happen within my life and so at that point it kind of the conversation kind of shifted a little bit from you know what each other is doing into okay what is our friendship going to be like now at this point because I had said to him I feel like I never talk to you anymore and it just doesn't feel the same. Like, why is that? Like, I know you're busy and everything like that, but like you and I are best friends, you know? And he stopped me and he said, okay, I think I need to really explain to you what's been going on because I just can't hide it from you anymore. And at that point, I was like, I was a little shook because I knew everything there was to know about Tommy. Like everything that was going on in his life, nobody else knew about except for me. So I was kind of like, 
okay, this is kind of uneasy and like, like unmarked territory that I haven't crossed or anything like that. Like, I don't know what's going on. And so that is when Tommy proceeded to tell me, listen, Sarah, I don't know when it started or I don't know when this all happened, but for as long as I can remember, I've always had feelings for you as more than a friend. And I tried to bury it and I tried to hide it and I tried to, you know, not let it get to me whenever you talk about other guys or, you know, talk about situations that you were in and everything. And, but I couldn't, like, I couldn't help myself and feel like there could have been something more between us. And even still, everyone used to spread rumors and say that, like, you know, that we had a thing going on. And I kind of wish that it was true because I've always had feelings for you. And it was just... You know, when you hear something like that from your best friend, somebody that you would never, you know, you would never look at like that. When you hear that, you have one of two options. You have one where it's like the romantic comedies and it's like, oh my gosh, I really am in love with my best friend, la-di-da-di-da. And then the second one is like, nah, dude, like, I don't like you like that. And well, based on the way I'm narrating this story, it was towards the second point where I was like, no, like, I don't feel that way about you and I've always thought we've had this understanding that you and I are friends and we're always just going to be friends and then that's when he proceeded to tell me like yeah I know you've always said that and you've always emphasized to me like we're best friends we're best friends you and I are best friends and everything like that but when you feel something for somebody and they don't reciprocate it back that unrequited love like it's it it hurts a lot and I, I couldn't help myself. He kept saying, I, I couldn't help myself. I couldn't help myself. I couldn't help myself. And I felt sorry for him because I was like, I know what that feels like. Like, you know, like, I'm just going to say this to everybody. I know what it feels like when you want to be with somebody so bad. And then they just turn and look at you and are like, nah, I don't want it. Like, it hurts. It hurts tremendously. And a lot of people deal with it in different ways, you know. Like, for example, Tommy dealt with it by just hiding it and burying it and burying it and burying it and just trying so hard to still continue being my friend even though he knew I wouldn't feel the same way I myself when I was in a situation like that not necessarily friend zone but like a relationship that I really so badly wanted to fix and wanted to be in I tried to do everything I possibly could to be with this person and it only just drew them further and further away so anyways as I sat there and I listened to what Tommy was saying I just couldn't help but cry because, well, first of all, soy Chiona, we all know this, but cry because I knew, like, I couldn't force myself to feel something towards him, no matter how much, you know, he wanted me to, because at that point, he proceeded to get, it was a little out of character for him, because I'd never seen him get like this, where he, where he basically gave me an ultimatum, and was like, either you're my girlfriend, or you're nothing to me, and that hurt a lot because again I I was stuck in this mentality that was like why can't you just you know separate that or why can't you just get over it and now I'm telling you face to face that I will never feel that for you so why are you saying that to me like why are you hurting me like this and he said to me you know it's hurting me too right it's hurting me to see that you are choosing guys that treat you like crap or you're choosing people that you know mean absolutely nothing when I've done everything for you and I've gone out of my way for you and you know I do all these things for you because I care about you like that like why can't you see that and it put me in a position that was like okay you know like he really means like if I'm not going to be more than a friend to him then I'm going to be nothing to him and I proceeded to you know try to gain my composure back but I, I couldn't because it was just too much for me so then at that point I said 
you know what, like, I just, I, I, I don't know what else to, I don't know what else to tell you, man, because I already said to you that I don't feel the same way about you. And, and that's that. And I don't see myself, you know, forcing myself to fall for you like that, because that's just not fair to you. And that's not who I am. So there's your answer. And so he got up. And he said, Okay, well, I guess this is it then. And I said, you know, that's it. You don't want to be friends anymore. And he said, No, I don't. And he walked away, went back inside his house. And I had to walk home by myself. And I cried. And I cried and I cried and I cried the way home. And <laughs> I went to my room. I sat there and I thought about it for a second. And I was like, why is this happening? And I was so angry with Tommy because I was like, why would he do that to me? Why would he make me choose like that? Like, And he sprung this information on me like out of nowhere. I had no idea that he felt like this. And he just sprung this out of nowhere on me, blah, 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 blah. But now that I think about it, and I and I do this a lot whenever I have a situation, like a, a a situation where I disagree with somebody, or you know they're they're kind of projecting some sort of feelings towards me, or they're projecting some sort of emotions towards me. I like to think, I like to think what it feels like to be in their shoes, just so that way I can get a clearer picture of you know whether I'm in the wrong or if I'm not. And in this case, I I reflected and I looked at the experience with Tommy and I thought. Imagine this, you see somebody that you really, really like, and they just, you know, they don't even notice all the things that you do for them, or, you know, you know that they're never going to be with you like that, and you still have to just pretend like everything's fine. And the key word here, or the key takeaway here is, you pretend everything's fine. Because unfortunately, as somebody that struggled with their mental health, I've done that a number of times, and it's not healthy at all to pretend like everything's going okay, smooth sailing, blah, 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 so that nobody can worry about you. Um, that's one of the character flaws that I have is that a lot of times when I am going through stuff, I never really tell anybody because I don't want anybody to worry about me or I don't want anybody to think that there's something wrong with me. And that's something that I've been building up to work on and whatnot, but I just thought of it like that where it's like, imagine having to hide that for so long and thinking like, this is never going to happen, but what am I going to do? So him having to make me choose... It was out of character for him, but at the same time, I could kind of understand where he was coming from, where he was like, okay, like, I can't bear to, you know, see you be happy with somebody else because I care about you that much. And it does sound selfish. In some ways it is, but in other ways, it's like, maybe this was kind of life's way of telling me, okay, you and Tommy were friends for this period of time. And I talked about this before. Some people are in your life for a season. So Tommy was in my life for this period of time and now it's time to move forward with your life and go on and meet other people and meet you know other people that are going to support you in the same way that Tommy did and thank God I thank God every single day that I've met such incredible people after that that have changed my life forever and I've, and are just as supportive if not more supportive of the things that I do or the things that I'm planning to do with my life so if you find yourself in a situation like that whether it's you who's being friend zoned or you who has to do the friend zoning, I'd like you to just reflect and take a minute to think about what it feels like to be in the other person's shoes. And whether that's you friend zoning somebody else, you have to think about the actions that you're putting onto that person, and how it's going to make them feel. And then the opposite, if you're the one that's being friend zoned, you have to take it and look at it from somebody else's perspective and see, hey, okay, 
they don't like me like that because of A, B, and C, or they don't like me like that, you know, for their own reasons, you know, it's, it's, it's hard for us to think of when we're in the moment. And I know we want to be upset and we want to be angry and we want to just be like, why don't you just like me? You know, like I trust me, hundo P hundo P I thought a million times when somebody didn't like me like that, or when somebody even like with friends and stuff, like when people didn't like me or people think that I'm annoying or people think certain things about me, I was like, why can't you just change your mind? And that's the fact of the matter is, is you can't make everybody like you and you can't force somebody to feel something that they don't. That's just simple as that. And well, we're at the end of episode five and I can't believe we've gotten this far so far because I was, let me tell you guys, I was terrified to post the first episode. I was so scared because I didn't know what people would think, but the amount of support that I've gotten from people, I keep saying this, the amount of support I've gotten from people is amazing and incredible and I am forever, ever, ever, ever grateful for that. I've been hearing from some of my listeners that they want to hear more stories about my dating life. And it's not really that exciting. I keep saying that too. It's not really that exciting. But I do have a couple more things that I'd like to share. And I also have a couple of things that I want to share from my childhood. Or even when I was growing up in like middle school and elementary school and things like that. So if you're interested in that, keep listening. I promise it'll be a fun time. But yes, until then, Black Lives Matter, Indigenous Lives Matter, Immigrant Lives Matter, and God loves you. (laughs) Okay, bye.